You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby here with my good friend and co-host, Jerry. In every episode, we're bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And on this week's episode, we're just going to be having a conversation about kind of what we're working on at the moment. Just a little check-in, you know, the new year came up. And so now it's just kind of see like, like if your plans have uh are formulating from what you talked about in the new year and just how things are going because you always have to adjust and so this week we're just going to be chatting on what we're what we're working on and where we're going at the moment yeah so as we're recording this it is the uh we're into the second week in july or july we are into the second week of february man way ahead of myself and how i envision this podcast is you know how like when you go to the buffet and it's just kind of all laid out there and you got to like, what do I want to work on? And uh, that's kind of what uh, we're just, this is the buffet of what Jerry and Jacoby have going on, what we're working on and how things are going to start the year. It's interesting. You said buffet. I actually don't like going to buffets anymore. It's too much, too much for me to make decisions on buffet and the uh, cheesecake factory are just too much for me. Cheesecake factory gets me. It's got like what? 20 pages. I of, hate uh, that menu items. at Cheesecake Factory. I hate that menu. Yeah, it's exactly. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to the buffet, but if the buffet has good chicken, then I'm getting chicken at the buffet, right? Yeah. I want to sit down and have a menu with six items and they all have to have a picture. And uh, I get to see, you know, I'm really visual. So I want to see what looks good. Yeah, I need yeah. a picture or you better be very good at describing food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But so what are you, so what are you working on, man? So what am I working on? I've got, (laughs) yeah, I kind of got my goals laid out here. So uh, there's that. And, you know, 2021 was uh, an odd year. We had a lot of distractions, some good, some bad, and, you know, kind of, they just, they are what they are. And we had to, you know, work through them with a, you know, a little about it, COVID and we had a death in the family and, you know, there's just, um, I kind of laid it out the other day, like on my timeline and basically six months of the year had um, some sort of major disruption in it. And so when I looked back at where I didn't, I didn't hit my goals, like my, uh, my business goals from like how many deals, what we wanted the team to look like, like I missed a lot of that. Uh, I looked back at it and realized that, oh, wow, I only basically worked half a year because we had about six months of pretty, you know, pretty substantial disruption that we had to work through. Um, but so what I'm working on now is trying to stay focused on what we have going on. And the one thing that I've recently done, and I've put this off for a couple of years, uh, Lars has been really pounding me to do that time study. And so for the last two weeks, so 14 days, I actually missed one day. So 13 of 14 days, I know I, I broke my day down in 15 minute increments and knew exactly 
what I was doing every 15 minutes. And so that was pretty, pretty enlightening. I'm still working through some of it and some of it was a little eye opening. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up 2021. Yeah. I didn't hit any of my goals either, but um, the thing I think about is the world is the world's changing now. So, you know, we had to make some changes even back in 2020 because everything kind of changed around 2020. Right. And then 2021, you start getting into hopefully maybe getting into kind of a rhythm and seeing how you want things to go. And so I was just looking back at, you know, you're running, you're doing all your taxes and all that stuff and looking at the numbers and all that. And so I would say like numbers wise, for sure, didn't hit where I wanted to be at, but life wise and quality of life and all that was like right on point time with family and all that stuff, I feel like was really good. And then, uh, um, but getting set up to, for the future, I think was really key for, for me and, and my environment and ecosystem is what, is what I'm going to call it. And so I think of it like Tiger Woods, like that guy was the best golfer and then he reinvented his swing and then he like took a few steps backwards and then he was the best again, you know, in that time period. And so that's kind of what I think of it is because I'm definitely on the right track now, you know, especially with the real estate team and then moving forward with goals and health and all that stuff. So I feel really good about the path that we're on at the moment. But uh, yeah, looking back at 2021, the thing I see is that the world is changing. You've got to be changing with it and definitely being a little more mobile and agile as opposed to in the past. I feel like that was a cliche in the past, but you really, really got to be that now because you don't know what's coming. You don't know what's coming next here in the, in the near future. So really liked what you said about that. I'm excited about your time study. The thing I think about with the time study is, you know, you can't, you can't hold yourself accountable for what you don't track. And then if you don't track something, you don't really know where you're at. So you've got to know where you're at in order to do something, right? If you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, then I think that's the definition of insanity. And so, you know, you were sharing some things with me about that time study that I thought were, uh, were really cool. So. Yeah. So the time study, it surprised me in a lot of ways. I think I was expecting to have wasted a lot more time uh, than I, than I did uh, like throughout the day or even like at night, as far as like TV or social media or caught scrolling. And my natural tendency was to think that, Oh, I probably didn't spend enough time with my family, but 51% of my awakening hours were either personal administration tasks, like, you know, driving somebody around, picking something up, picking something up at the house, you know, fixing something at the house and quality family and friends time. And for me, you know, I'm chasing Cooper around. He's 15. Um, Cooper's doing, you know, he's seven days a week right now between youth group, uh, high school basketball, high school baseball, and summer, his summer baseball team. Uh, he's got three, three baseball workouts a week actually four, cause he's also doing, he's working with a hitting coach and then he's got basketball four days a week. So there's a lot of personal administration and then also quality time. Cause I'm not going to miss those games. Uh, I also like to watch his uh, hitting lesson. I love watching him swing. And so that's good time for us. And I try to utilize that uh, time in the truck as really good time. One of the big shifts uh, from the time study 
and being aware if it's just personal administration time, like am I just driving him around and managing life or am I making that quality time? Is he and I spend so much time in the truck together between things that I want to make sure that that truck time is quality time. And so I implemented a rule last week coming out of my time study is that I'm not allowed to talk about homework in the truck. And I want him to be comfortable when he's in the truck and not always thinking that I'm on him about something. Nice. Yeah, that's really good, man. The thing I think with the time study too, is like, you want to be a good steward of your resources, right? And if you don't know what you're doing with your time, then you really don't, don't have any clue. And I think it's a lot, you need to do that. Like actually analyzing that is more important now because I feel like everybody lumps in. So for instance, everybody talks about how we're always on our phones. Well, you know, you can be on your phone and be productive. You know what I mean? And so I, I was actually thinking about this in the shower. I always have great ideas in the shower. So you do. <laughs> I was thinking about this in the shower uh, the other day. I've got like a text, me and my buddy, I've got like so many different texting apps. It's like ridiculous. But uh, somehow me and a couple of buddies, we just landed on Instagram and we pretty much just voice memo all day. And it's, I would say it is one just long conversation throughout the whole day, just us talking. And so I talked to those two guys. Now I talk to those two guys more than I talk to anybody. I used to talk to you more than I talk to anybody, but these guys have kind of like fallen into that, that role now, but it's just interesting. It's like, man, like I am on my phone, but I'm actually like building relationship with those guys. And we're actually talking about stuff and then talking about, you know, stuff that's actually profitable, not just junk, you know? And so if you, if you're looking at that time, and how you're spending it, then it, then it makes you feel a little bit better rather than, Oh, I just need to put my phone away. Like I'm not gonna use my phone at all. Well, that's not good. And, and let, if you're using your phone for trash, then yeah, put the phone away. But if you're using your phone for something good, you know, your business marketing, building relationships, then it's awesome, you know? And so the only, the only reason why I say that is the fact that like you, you know, you implemented, you know, in the truck, now there's a rule of no homework. You know what I mean? When it's like, oh, well, I need to quit spending so much time driving back and forth. Well, maybe that's not the case. Maybe you need to use the time better in the truck because you, it's inevitable that you're just going to be in the truck. You know? Well, that was the other major thing that I took from the time study was like, I think for the most part, my time is spent well. There's a couple of things that if uh, like, if I want to build this business to where I want, I need to step up the time I'm working on the business. Um, like that was, uh, that was pretty clear that I didn't spend enough time over the last two weeks working on, on building the business, but it's being more effective when I'm doing something with that time. So if I'm working on something that's building the business, then I need to be 100% focused on that. If I'm working on something that's in the business, you know, like prospecting, then if that hour is dedicated to prospecting, then that's what I need to focus on. When I'm in the truck with Cooper, I need to focus on my relationship with Cooper. When I'm at home spending quality time with Holly, no matter what it is, I need to be focused on that. And I would say that I am probably 50% effective at being present in all the things that I'm doing. Like if you looked at it as a whole, like, cause I'll interrupt my time with Holly to, you know, like you said, like, answer an email or respond to a text uh, that's work-related. And she's just growing, like, she doesn't have an issue with it, but, or at least doesn't voice the issue with it. 
Um, but that's probably something I've conditioned her to over the last 20 years of my life. But it's the being focused on whatever it is I'm doing, whatever that time is, then be 100% present to that. Being 100% present to whatever you're doing. We're actually not good. We're actually not good multitaskers. Everybody thinks their multitasking is is good. I can't remember the uh, exercise we did. Oh, didn't we do it at it the, was, uh, uh, Kent Clothier? Is that where we uh, did it? Was it Kent or Kevin? Might have been. It was Kent. He brought somebody out on stage and you had to say the ABCs and then count to whatever, 20. But back to back, how fast can you do it? And then... Then you had to do it, say the ABCs and count one to 20, but interval, you know, multitask that. And, you, and, you know, nobody could, nobody could do it. I actually did a video with Keegan after that event. I had, I videotaped him doing it because, you know, you just can't do it. Yeah. We're not multitaskers. Yeah. No matter how much you think you are, you're not a multitasker. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to break that down and see like, depending on the task, if you can multitask, cause there's complex problems and then there's simple problems, you know, things that you've yeah. always done. So that would be another way to analyze it. But the bottom line is, is you need to just focus on what you're good at, focus on what you're good at, get it done. And then if there's something that, you know, you can't focus on what you're good at or not, just focus on one thing though. That's kind of the main, the main thing, which I think is 100% spot on. Also, and that being present is being more uh, in tune with my calendar. And so if I have a two hour block for prospecting then use that two hour block for prospecting um, and don't, you know, don't slide over to my email or check my messenger. Boom. Just work on the prospecting and do things in, in intervals, you know, like our, you know, our blocks. And so I picked up uh, my little desk timer. You and I've talked about it before, you know, Hey, I'm going to work on scripting a video out for, for something that I want to do a video about. And I have 20 minutes to do it. You got 20 minutes, whatever it looks like at the end of 20 minutes, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And when you put those time constraints on yourself, you actually get more done, right? It's like the toothpaste analogy. You know, when you have a full thing of toothpaste, you use whatever amount of toothpaste you want. But once you get down to the end, you like squeeze every little drop out of that toothpaste, right? So you have to put time constraints on yourself. The other thing I I learned is, uh, and I had this epiphany like two weeks ago, I think is when it was, is um, if you, I'm going to use myself, I'm just going to say myself, if I am operating at a low level and I am only responsible for a few things, I can, I can do things without like plotting it on my calendar or without being organized, you know, but now that, that the team, my team is actually growing for one. So we've got two, I've got two agents, you know, an assistant and now a transaction coordinator. And then also my family on top of that. And then my boys actually started basketball. So now it used to be they only did jujitsu. So like, we were like, okay, that's the only thing they have during the week. Well, now they've got multiple things during the week. I've got multiple people that are doing different things. And so now it's like, oh, I've added more things on top of that. And now I can't just be willy nilly about things. Everything has to have a place and has to have an order because now people, at least that gives people a an expectation of where things are going to be and then where I can be and then where they can get help and all that. Cause before it was like, I don't know where you're going to be. I don't know when you're going to be there. I can't see your calendar. 
Like, what do you have going on? But now it's like, okay, I can't do anything on Saturday from 1030 to 1130. My son's got this, I've got this scheduled out. And so now you can actually put things in place. But when you're only doing a few things, you can operate like that. But when you start getting complex and start trying to build something that's actually big and going to be worth something, you cannot operate in that mentality at all. Well, you don't have the bandwidth, the energy or the time to work those things out. Like you have to put things in place that cause you not to have to think about them or not to have to use the mental capacity to remember them. Yeah. And you don't realize how much mental space you're actually using up, like remembering all that stuff. Right. So then it'll be like, uh, cause I still catch myself from like, oh, I'm just going to write this down on this sheet of paper. And then I move to this other thing where I'm going to be 100% focused. And then I come back and I'm like, man, I totally forgot about that. Well, the reason why you forgot about it is because you were what you were doing what you said you wanted to do. And that was being 100% focused on that one thing. And you lost track of the other thing because you were 100% focused, you know? And so it's just a totally different way of, of operating. I think it's a way better way of operating more, more order rather than chaos, but that is just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me. We used to have a Holly and I used to have a conversation almost every night, like, Oh, what are you doing tomorrow? And I had to, cause it was in my head. I just rattled it off. Like, Oh, I got this, I have this, I have this. And that's what I do. Now she asked me that question. She goes, Oh, what do you got going tomorrow? I have no idea. I know I'm going to be dropping Cooper off to school at seven and then I'm doing my daily planner and then I'll know my calendar at that point. And uh, so I don't have to, so I get to lay down at night and I don't care what I'm doing. I don't have to have anxiety or stress or even just spend bandwidth thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow because it's already laid out. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. 100%. That's how same conversation. Actually, with everybody, I've got like an appointment on Friday. They're like, oh, okay, you know, when can we do this? I'm like, I don't know. Let me look at my calendar. I don't even know what I'm doing, (laughs) but it's already, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's already planned out, which is a weird, like a weird thing to say, right? When you're moving into that. So yeah, but really, really good. Now here's the kicker for me. I have a really pretty calendar. Like I'm all color coded and uh, I switched away from red. Jacoby saw my calendar one day and all my main appointments were in red. And he said it stressed him out because uh, he couldn't handle all the red. And uh, I didn't realize it, but, you know, there's better colors than red. And so I switched it over uh, to a, a nice green. So I have all these color codes in my calendar. And but now the trick is sticking to it. Like, OK, if I, you know, OK, I got my daily huddle at nine and it's the things that I have to do by myself are the things that I have trouble sticking to, you know, lead generation, follow up, clarity breaks, doing some of the, some of the work that we're doing, like, you know, on building the business that I have to do by myself. It's sticking to those and honoring that time commitment is the tricky part for me right now. Yeah. Staying true to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing, which that could be a whole nother conversation that, that I, you know, we had the integrity document that we went over. I don't know if you read that thing or not, but that is a, that's a good perspective shift for me. But um, so, so that was, that's a kind of a segue into uh, some of the work Jacoby and I are doing right now. We are um, working with a coach out of Toronto, David Bins, um, and he's, he runs a program called Agent Accelerator. 
And a lot of it, what drew me to him was the mindset work that he does. And because I have a handful of things that I always come back to in life, you know, things that I would deem as my weaknesses uh, that that I need to get cleaned up to take the next step that I want to take in life. And so working through that and this week, he gave me three he gave me three homework assignments. I had some one on one time with him this week. One, I got to review some stuff that we're already working on, uh, the Vivid Division stuff. Uh, and then two, keep, keep my word to myself. Uh, whatever I say to myself this week, I have to honor that. And so every promise gets kept under every circumstance. And if you get to a point where you can't honor your word, you have to um, you have to make a re-promise. And you have to own the fact that you didn't keep your promise to whoever you didn't keep it to and re- make a re-promise. And then I have to write out whatever it is, what's my sabotage mechanism, which I'm, I'm a little lost on that at the moment. I, I you know, that's going to take some work, um, but I'm, I'm excited to do the work. So that's the thing. Keep your word to yourself. You're talking about the integrity document. No, I have not read the integrity document yet, but I have printed it and I've bound it. And uh, it is, uh, I'm working, I've got one thing in front of it. And then that's the next thing on my list to, uh, to dive into. Yeah. All that stuff's really good. Yeah. The, the big thing is like keeping your word to yourself, right? Most of the time, you know, and this kind of goes into what are we, what are we reading at the moment? But, uh, that was, that was a really good document for me to read because I sometimes don't want to commit to people or because I'm a big person of my, of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, then I want to do it. And it just talks about the I can't remember if it's the difference between keeping your word and uh, honoring your word is basically what it is. And so the big thing is, you know, honoring your word, keeping your word obviously is a big deal, but there are going to be times when you can't keep your word. And and if you, and that could be a, a fault of your own, or it could be a fault of like circumstance, right? So the big difference is, is honoring basically what you were talking about is honoring your word whenever you figure out that you're not going to be able to keep your word, you go and you let everyone that your decision or whatever is going to affect you go and you let everybody know. And then once you make, once you let everyone know, then you come back and you tell them when you're going to be able to essentially keep your word. And that's, that's like really freed me up because I'm like, man, I said something and now I'm not going to be able to hold on to it. But the big thing is not keeping your word. The big thing is honoring your word. And I think the the reason that is, is like the, your word is like the only thing you have. Right. And so the fact that you come back to, it's not even the fact that you aren't going to be able to, let's say, stay with a deadline, but what builds trust with people is that you come to them before the deadline comes up, you say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to make the deadline, but I can push it back to, you know, one week from now and I will get it done then. And the fact that you came to someone early, let them know what was going to happen and then told them when you were going to get it done will actually build more trust with people than just originally honoring your word. And so that was really good for me. And I think that's kind of the thing you're talking about. And so it's not only doing it with other people, but doing it with yourself is the key, right? Because we are sometimes we're more willing to stay true to other people than we are to ourselves. So where I fall short in this area, and I always would say, oh, yeah, I have integrity. I honor my word. Like, I want to believe that. And and how I lie to myself and tell myself that that is true 
is I do things like a perfect example. The one that's been glaring as I've been working on this stuff is when we bought, when we bought our current house in 2016. So Keegan would have been so 16. We said, yeah, we're going to finish the basement. We got some, we're going to do some projects upstairs. We got the kitchen, the bath. Like we bought a house that needed everything and we're, I'm going to finish the basement. And so, you know, we did all that work and it took a lot longer than, you know, I told myself it was going to take. And, but all along I was going to finish the basement. Well, then Keegan moved out. Keegan got married. Uh, here we are. It was 2020. Uh, and that was, ended up being kind of my COVID project was uh, I started the basement. And so it was this idea of, I honored my word. I finished the basement, but I didn't honor that to who I made that promise to. But in my head, I always knew I was going to finish the basement. It just never, you know, the timing didn't work out. Or even in that instance, you know, like I was going to have a project done by, you know, a certain September. So Cooper could have his birthday party in that basement. And then that didn't happen. Um, now the basement's done every, you know, and people love it. And, but I failed to honor my word, my commitment to those two guys through that. But I, I was okay with it. Or at least I, you know, I told myself like, you know, my intentions are good and we're working towards it and it's going to get done. And so I was happy with that. And then the people you love are, they tell you that's okay. Like even Cooper justifies it for me. He goes, well, you know, the, the, that one contractor you hired, he kind of bailed on you. And like, so he started making the excuses for me in that I missed the timeline that I promised him. And so it's the being clear on what your commitment is and not just like the idea of it. For sure. For sure. What's that saying about good intentions or something? Pave the road to hell or the something like that. Was paved with good yeah. intentions. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. So also in this document, it talks about the impossibility. It has a section in here. It's called the impossibility of always keeping one's word. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but in the, in the beginning, it says a person who always keeps their word is almost certainly living a life that is too small. Thus, unless you are playing a small game in life, you will not always keep your word. However, it is always possible to honor your word. And so that's kind of the thing between, you know, with that integrity thing. And it says integrity is honoring your word. So having integrity is just honoring your word, not necessarily keeping your word. And I think that subtle shift is a huge, is a huge distinction. You know, we could do a deep dive into that, but that is uh, but, like, yeah, I was just sitting here thinking like, once I get into it, cause I've seen enough of it to know that that's going to be a pretty powerful tool to go through. And I was thinking what we probably need to do is once I uh, get through it and do a little work on it, maybe we have David on the podcast and we do a whole conversation with him about it. Cause he was telling me yesterday that he's probably read that thing 35 times. Sure, man, for sure. I'm actually, now that we're saying it, I'm actually going to read through that thing again, because it's like, it's, it's really good. I've got that. I've got it highlighted and marked up and everything as well. Yeah. mine's just bound so far. Actually. I bought that spiral binder, you know, that, uh, where you can, you know, it cuts the holes and puts the plastic spiral. Oh yeah. And, and so I bought one for the office. I, everything I own is bound in little books now. So, man, we've got, uh, so we have that, you know what I want to hear? Cause we were, it's crazy to me. Uh, 
how our when how our businesses are so similar and our paths are you know have so many similarities in the how we end up doing like a lot of the same things you're talking about like your team structure and my team structure is almost identical and then you had brought up and I know you bought a bunch of video equipment this week so and I've been uh, I've been on the front end of implementing a nice video strategy myself for the business and so I want to hear kind of your thoughts behind it and, and what it is you're trying to accomplish uh, by doing the video. Cause I know you bought like a nice camera and got some good mics and you're, it looks like you're going all in on video for this year. Yeah, definitely going all in on video. I've got all the equipment here. I feel like I could be, I feel like a newscaster or something. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm starting my own uh, news channel or something yeah. like that. But um Basically, it, what I feel like now is, is I've, we've, I've done a really good job of learning how to help people buy and sell houses. And we have a really good message now that I want to get out to folks. And I think our approach to how we do real estate is different. And now that I'm actually helping other folks, implementing them into my system of how I sell houses, I'm starting to realize that. Then the reason why I realize it more is because the agents I have are just telling me that the interactions that they're having with people and it just kind of exacerbates, you know, how our approach is different than a lot of other people's approach. I think real estate's changing. I think the world is changing and I think you have to adapt with everything and just, just doing business with your clients in the small group of people that you come in contact with, I think is a disservice. I think if you do a great job, if you bring people joy, and if you are helping people that you have a responsibility to get your message out now. And so that's one thing that I've always wanted to do. And I've always gone down that pathway, but then I start to get distracted with going down that pathway and then my business will start to slow down. But now that I've actually got good people working with me and working for me, I can actually, just like you said, working on the business rather than in the business, right? Now I can actually work on my business and have confidence that the people that I have are actually going to do a good job. And so that's what the plan is with the video is just to get our message out there more to people and to be able to help more people out. Yeah, that is uh, the idea. I talked to, you know, our, you know, our agents that I work with here on the team and I'm always telling them, you know, like, you know, they get frustrated when somebody they know uses a different agent. And I'm like, well, then they know that, you're doing this. Well, yeah, they knew I was in the business. I go, yeah, but you do, they really know you're doing it at the level you're doing it. And I said, so you owe it to the, the people, you know, that are in your circle and that, that have come into your life, you owe it to them to let them know how good you are at this business, because you don't want them to end up with an agent that's going to mess them up. And if you end up with an agent that messes them up or messes you up, that's your fault because you didn't let them know that this is what you do. You didn't protect your people. Yeah, that's 100% right. I love, that's the one thing I, I like about Grant Cardone. He'll ask somebody something and they'll say something and he'll be like, shame on me, shame on me that you didn't know I was in the business of whatever, or I was in the business of doing this. Right. And so it's my responsibility to get out in front of people. And anytime they think about real estate, they at least think about me. And they have to make a mental, you know, decision on, do I want to use whatever, you know, the person that I've always used, or do I want to use Jacoby? Like he's the guy I see all the time. He's the guy that's out there. He's the guy that's getting good results. And I think it's our job as 
you know, realtors to be out there as well. So people can actually know what's out there. So people can actually make a decision. You know, I just want people to have the information so they can make an informed decision because I know everybody's not going to work with me. Right. But the problem I have is most people don't even know how to make that decision. They're just going with people out of just like random chance. And I don't think, and this goes further into like why I think the world is changing because there's so much marketing. There's so much stuff out there. You have to know why you're picking someone. The best person isn't the person who's just out there in the marketplace. You know, it's the, per, you know, so you've got to find ways to dis- distinguish and differentiate between that because there's so many things that seem like there's something and they're not. You've got to be way more in tuned and ask the right questions now more than ever. And so I'm just like, I'm almost on a, it's developing into this obsession of helping people find the truth in things. Because I think, I don't think the truth, I think the truth is being distorted in a lot of areas with a lot of things and people need ways to find the truth. And then once they find the truth, they can make a good decision on something. That's a good lead right into uh, one of the things I wanted us to share today was like kind of what we're, uh, what are the things that we're consuming right now? Books, podcasts, that's the kind of thing. And I have just started the book, A Return to Love. And it, the whole premise is that when you talk about truth, that truth is from God and God is love. And so it's like everything comes down to, it, you know, the idea of love and Um, and that's kind of the big lacking thing. And so when you talk about it being the truth, it, you know, truth has to be in this love. And if it's not, then it's not, it's not truth. And that's a huge statement and can be, I mean, that's a huge conversation and on the surface, I, you know, that can be broken down, but that is kind of what I'm working through right now. So I'm reading this book, a return to love. Also read uh, recently The Third Door, and I know that's a book that you uh, you consumed as well. Um, and then drawing a blank on my third, on the I had another one, and uh, I'll, I'll come back to it. But and then like my favorite podcast right now because we're such into the real estate uh, building stuff is Lars's uh, Lars Hedenborg's Real Estate B School, the Real Estate Team Builders, and he made a shift last year and what that podcast looked like. And so a lot of the topics and guests that he has uh, are speaking right to where I'm at in, in building the business. Those are all good books, man. All good books, consuming all good stuff. Yeah. My shift has been a little bit. So obviously always reading the Bible, right? So what you said, love and where are you going to get love from? So we were just reading recently talks about uh, what, what's the, what's the greatest commandment? The greatest commandment is to love God. You know, love God with all, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself, you know? And so truth and love, I think you're exactly right. Is Those are the, those are the two things. Those are kind of the things I've been focusing on. You know, how do I bring in people to truth? I think is, is loving, you know? And so helping people find that in the, even in the world today where it's like, I have my truth, you have your truth, but, uh, trying to combine all that stuff together and, and, uh, you know, work through that with people uh, in a way where we can do that. You know, you can disagree with people and still do that, which is what I think is good. The other book I'm reading is Boys Should Be Boys by my one of my favorite authors, which is Dr. Meg Meeker. 
I think she's amazing. She also did uh, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. I think she does Strong Sons, Strong Mothers or something like that too. I don't know that one. I haven't read that one yet, but I heard that one's good too. Even if you are a dad, it's good to read that one. But Right now, uh, it reminds me of, uh, there's on Instagram Reels, uh, Jordan Peterson, there's a quote that everybody's, uh, everybody's using this quote behind a video of their kid. And it's the, uh, when you have sons, you have to let them do, you have to let them be when they're doing dangerous things carefully. That's exactly and right. So he has this quote, and then everybody's playing videos with their kids. Like there's one coming down a sled on their snow, on their slide, and they hit the ground and go rolling. And there's like motocross and snowmobile ones. And uh, yeah, so there's all kinds of videos that are pretty good uh, that they're playing to that, uh, that background clip. Well, that's exactly what the book talks about. Boys should be boys. It talks about your, your kids being out in nature and uh, that's how boys develop. You know, they develop with uh, older boys, younger boys, and they need like a group of, of boys that they can all like figure out what the pecking order is and, and do that whole thing. And it talks about how like, you can't be a helicopter parent. Like your boys are going to go off around the corner and like do whatever they're doing, their battle scenes or, you know, whatever else, than just letting their imaginations run wild. And so it's been really good just kind of letting go because there's some things where I would be like, dude, get your tail out of there and get your tail off of there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, all right, he might fall, they might fall and break an arm, but this is, this is life, <laughs> you know? And so as long as you don't die, I think you're, I think you're good. So uh, that's been like a good book. And then we're, Another one reading is The Starfish in the Spirit. So we're kind of reading this with our church. It's, uh, I think it's a really good book. It's almost about like distributed, I would call it distributed operations because of my military background. It's like where you don't have like a central hub, like one controlling entity that is controlling everything that you do, but you kind of give like responsibility to everyone to be able to do kind of what they want to do and it's pretty cool how they like break it down and, and show the different companies and it's, it's, it's geared towards the, the church model, but it talks about like Uber and Facebook and Obama. It talks about like the Obama campaign, like how they ran their campaign. And then once they got into office, how they actually ran the administration. And so like, and then it talks about Uber and Lyft because it's funny how they're like different. They're the same, but they're different companies. And so the big thing is like um, central power, like laws and like constricting uh, as opposed to like kind of letting things be free. And so that's a, that's an interesting book, especially with building the team. It's also helping me to realize those dynamics. That's a crazy title. I would never pick that book up and read it based on that title. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was a, it's (laughs) it's a spinoff of another, of another book called the starfish and the spider, I think is what it is. Some, some, some military guys did that. Okay. And basically, and basically the thought is, is like, if you cut a starfish in half, you get two starfish. So like a starfish has everything it needs to reproduce if you cut it in half. But with a spider, if you crush the head of a spider, the spider's dead, you know? And so that's kind of the thought process is you want to have like, if you cut off something, you want it to be able to split and multiply, you know? And so... Really, really good concept. That on makes how a lot are, of sense. Yeah. So, like, yeah. how are you? How are you uh, managing things to where are you like the stop point, or can people operate without you? You know. So, 
to me, Starfish and the Spirit sounds like a book from the 70s. Like the hippie era. Yeah. I don't know anything about the 70s. <laughs> yeah. I barely do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and stuff. then uh, I think that's really about it, man. I don't you, think you, I'm, I'm not really listening to any. I don't think I'm listening to any podcast at the moment. So here's what I figured out. Here's why you don't listen to podcasts as much as I do. And I figure this out is I guarantee you, I probably spend 20 times in my vehicle that, that you do a week. Um, as far as just in the, in the, like the towns we live at and how spread out our businesses are. Yeah. yeah whenever yeah. I was in, uh, that was the thing. Whenever I was doing my oil field job and real estate, I drove so much. So I was, yeah, I literally would be listening to stuff all the time, but my max drive now is probably 10 minutes max. That's why you'll call me. I'll say, Oh, I'm on the way to the office. And like, we have like, we're just barely into the conversation. All right. I got to run. I'm here. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, so. Funny. So what else do we need to talk about? What else are you working on? Um, just working on some of that stuff, you know, for myself, like, uh, Oh, here's a fun one that I'm, I'm working on. And it wasn't as fun when I started it. Cause it seemed a little like hokey and, uh, but I'm having a real good time with it. Um, David, Ben's the guy we were talking about. Uh, he talks about having a vivid vision and that is creating a story of something that you want in the future, but you create the story as it's attained. And so you put yourself in the present tense of that situation. And um, I, I had been working on that for like some long-term, like 20 year goals. And he challenged me to do one like, uh, look at the goals that I have for this year and create a vivid vision around that. And so I'm creating this story that if we attain our goals in the business that we want to do, we're here in Michigan. So it's like, you know, cold. And so we're always looking to go someplace warm. So um, next New Year's Eve, uh, if we attain our goals, I want to take my family to Florida and do a resort for uh, New Year's Eve. And so I'm creating this whole story about, you know, all the way from, you know, it's, it's December 27th. Uh, I'm standing on the porch, drinking a coffee, waiting for the Metro car to pick us up, to take us to the airport. As soon as the car gets here, we're going to load the bags. in. so I'm telling this whole elaborate story and the more I do it. And each time I dive into it, like the details get more and more, more and more clear, like from, get into the hotel and walk into the counter and what does our room look like? And, and so I'm creating this whole story around if I can make these goals, here's what's going to happen. And, uh, and that's what I'm working on. Uh, and so I'm having a good time with that. Yeah. I mean, you kind of did some stuff with that. Uh, I don't know, like a month or so ago. And yeah. I don't know if you and David talked a little bit more about that, but there's not a lot of people that do that. I start to talking to a few more people that I've like lived in that world for a long time because that's what we did with football. Like, I, you know, in football, like you, you always are, are doing a vision. We didn't call it a vision, but you're always looking at situations that you're going to be in. And then when you get in the situation, your body's like, oh, well, I've been here before. This is like, this isn't new to me. And so, yeah, when I hear you say that, it's like, if I can make these, if these, if I can make these goals happen, it's like, well, when I make these goals happen, because you're putting yourself in that situation more and more and more, and then it just becomes natural, you know, and then eventually it's going to come to a point where it's not like, if I make things happen, it's going to be when I make these happen, because 
you're already moving towards that. You know, you're already moving towards it. If you don't visualize it and you don't make it normal to yourself, then, you know, that's, you're not going to get there, you know? And I know that seems crazy to think, but um, I think that's the whole game. Also being, being, being content where you're at too. So you're not doing this because you actually want more, you know what I mean? You're doing it because it's just a vision, you know, it's just a vision. That's what the, I mean, that's what it says, right? Without the, without a vision, the people perish. And I think that's exactly true. Like there's a spiritual side to that about, you know, some other stuff, but it's, it's true just in everyday life as well. Well, and it's become more about the people in my life, because if we maintain our goal, if we attain our goals or when we attain our goals, that means there's two agents on my team that attained their goal and they had success this year in the business. And then that's going to, flow over to their families are having success. And then the trip is more about, I mean, literally anytime I can get my wife in the sun, she's happy. You know, she like, that's, um, you know, that's her happy place. And so for me, it's the, if I commit and when we complete this, then I get to provide something that she wants. And um, so most of my vision is, observing what my family's doing when we're on the trip. And that's the part that, you know, speaks volumes to me. So the other thing, and we haven't talked about this part is I started to wrap some vivid vision stuff around my weight. And uh, so this week I signed up for a Spartan race. When is the Spartan uh, race? So we're looking at doing two. I'm doing one for sure in September. It's in Philadelphia. Uh, They do it in the, uh, in the stadium, the baseball stadium. That's Cooper's favorite team. And so Cooper and I are going to do the one in September and I'm waiting on his baseball schedule to come out to see which one I want to do in the summer. So there most likely be one in July here in Michigan that I'll also do. And that scares the crap out of me. So I've been watching tons of YouTube videos on that. And I'm like, there's no way I can do that. And so I'm working through some of that stuff right now. Some of that mental work. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That'll be super cool. That's you got to start somewhere, right? And then that's what I tell like even my agents. Like we had like a bomb this week. Like um, he didn't do anything wrong, but he was just like it was a situation, and we had like a client literally walk out, (laughs) (laughs) and um, he was just like, "Man, what did I do wrong?" And I'm like, "Dude, you didn't do anything wrong. You know, you 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 basically didn't do anything wrong." But I, it's like, man, the failures, the failures good. So the thing is, is you have to put those things into place. You have to have a vision. You don't plan to fail, but even, even no matter where you go, you're going to be a better person because of making those plans and then committing to them. And then hopefully, you know, hopefully you complete them. And if you complete them, then it's like, oh, I should have probably set a higher goal than I did. And then if you don't complete them, it's like, man, you're crushed. But the person you become from being crushed makes you that much better, you know? So I don't know. It seems pretty high to me, Jacoby. <laughs> it's always high in the beginning, right? <laughs> the other thing I wanted to chat, I wanted to say on real quick before, before we uh, pull out, but what you said before that was, um, you know, your goals and your vision about the people who uh, is about the relationships and stuff. That's the other thing. I like about Grant Cardone is he always says, I always had a, a block of like, okay, well, I'm good. Like, I don't need to achieve anymore because I've achieved way more than I ever thought I would have 
12, I would say back in 2012, when I like got out of the air force, I never was thinking I'd be where I'm at right now, mentally, everything. And, you know, there came a point where I'm like, okay, I'm like good. And Grant Cardone's like, why are you so selfish? Like, it's, is it just about you? Like, are you just good? You know? And I think what you said about, you know, if you, if you achieve your goals, that means two other agents achieve their goals as well. And so those goals are not only about you, it's about everyone. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of times is a lie is like, man, if I achieve great things, like I'm, I'm doing too much and it's selfish of me to want to do that. Well, yeah, it possibly is selfish of you to do that. But if you're bringing people along with you, it is almost like a tragedy that you don't accomplish your goals to help other people out, you know? For sure. Sweet. That's it, man. That's loaded up. We, uh, we've got quite a bit. I know we're both working on. And if you guys out there, uh, when you listen to this in the comments, man, you want to share with us, uh, especially over the, on our Facebook page, uh, Success Without Sacrifice. Uh, we would love to hear what you guys are working on. Uh, always love bringing you guys into the conversation. Um, we will post all the resources in the, uh, in the comments. Uh, so any of the books that we're reading, the podcast we're listening to, uh, the things we referred to, you'll be able to catch there. But as always, if you have any questions at all, you know, hit us up like that Facebook page is the best place. Hit us up. We, uh, we'd love to interact with you, engage any questions, or you think there's a way we can help you. We are here for that. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. And, uh, again, You guys go out and have a great week and share with us what it is you have going on in your life. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.